with my really incredible, amazing brainy mate, Catherine Burkett. And uh, I've got questions, Catherine, and we're back with our podcast, which has been really, really good fun. It has been so far, and hopefully we'll <laughs> continue so to far? be. <laughs> no, because it's not finished, is it? We've yeah, got yeah, lots yeah. more to go. Lots and, more to go. And lots of people from all over the, the, the world. I, I sound like I'm blowing our own trumpet. <laughs> all over the world sort of tuning in and having a bit of a listen. Absolutely. I've had some really interesting feedback from people who, yeah, we're reaching people who are listening and learning some stuff, which yeah. is cool, eh? And yeah, having yeah. a good laugh at the same time. We must have a good laugh. Um, you know, uh, humour is medicine. Ko te kata kata he rongoa, as our old people used to say. Laughter is medicine. Hey, racism. Woo! Hey, people have just pulled over in their cars. <laughs> you know, we've got the Taika Waititi's who say that this is a racist country. You know, we've, we're having apologies from all sorts of government institutions saying, hey, we haven't treated you that well as Māori, as Indigenous people. Um, I watched a thing recently about the inequity with uh, Pacific uh, wahine women and they're doing the same jobs for less wages and, and, and all this stuff. And it's real and it's not flash and we need to talk about it. It's a bit prickly, but we need to talk about it. And you're good at talking about prickly things. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, oh, yeah, you're talking about kina. <laughs> <laughs> it's eating prickly things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the only way we can change, isn't it, is to is to understand where it comes from and be able to change it because we can't change without knowledge, can we? So, yeah, yeah we've got to talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, totally. But when, we, when we've talked about in all our other podcasts about red brain, green brain, we really can only talk about the stuff when we're in our green brain, when right. we're safe, when we're in – I mean, obviously you and I in a beautifully safe space, we can talk about it. Because I might say some things today that might seem offensive. You might too, you know. Like, yeah. um, but what I want everyone to hear this is with their green brain understanding that we want to talk about this, put it out there so that we can get to a different space. Yeah. Because without talking about it, we can't change. And so, that whole green yeah. brain thing, you know, for, for those of you who are not really, don't really know about red brain, green brain, just a reminder that it's that that space where you're calm, that space where if people are in green brain, they listen. If children are in green brain, they can be taught easier. So the brain absorbs stuff uh, sort of properly, eh? Absolutely. We all know that <laughs> if someone says to me, oh, Catherine, I don't really like your shirt today. Um, if I'm in red brain and I'm stressed and I'm tired or I'm hungry or um, I've got lots of things going on, I might yeah. have a pretty negative reaction to yeah, that. Yeah. But if you come to me today and said, oh, Catherine, I don't like your top, I'd go, well, thanks for the feedback, Bjorn. Yeah. Um, I quite like it, and yeah, I'm really yeah. not worried if you do or not. Yeah. And so no, I know what talk, you would yeah. say. You'd say, based <laughs> on what you're wearing, Bjorn, you are not an authority to, and would have a laugh about it. It's still green brain, eh? Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not offensive. So when we talk about being offensive, we really have to think about the intent of the person yeah. saying it. because. I'm okay with saying things, and I have a lot of opinions, and I start a lot of discussions. I know. And, <laughs> and I'm okay with saying that, but I'm also okay with you saying, actually, Catherine, where'd you get your evidence for that? Why do you think that? Yeah. And and this is what we need to start talking about. If we can call it all around racism and say, why does that make you feel uncomfortable? Why do you say that? Why do you act like that? Yeah. Then we can start understanding. I can understand my behaviour. Yeah. And and I and I will because of where I grew up. I grew up in an incredibly Pakeha space. Um, we lived on the farm. Yes, we had lots of people around us, but I wasn't really exposed to a lot of Māori ways or traditions or anything like that. So 
I'm trying my hardest to learn. Yeah. Um, it was really fascinating. Pure, we were at the conference the other day and you were doing the emceeing and people were walking in. And every time people walked in, you stopped talking. And I was going, come on, just, just you know, like, yeah, yeah. just ignore them and get on with it. But you explained that on the marae, yeah. you can't talk when people are walking. No. Do you see? And, and all of a sudden I was like, see, that made a huge difference to me. Yeah. Because it was that's your tradition. Whereas when I'm talk when I'm talking and people walk in, I generally don't stop. Yeah. And so do Māori people find that offensive when I don't? Do you see what I mean? But right. Because I don't. Because I didn't know that it was a thing. And also, it's not my thing anyway. And I'm not sure that I would or I wouldn't next time. But I'd be aware of it. Yes. Do you see what I mean? I love it. And I've never been aware of that. I've never understood that. So plus, it was really funny. <laughs> Really funny. It was, but it made so much sense when you explained why, do you yeah, see? And yeah. so if we can stop and say, you know what, why did you keep doing that? Why was that? Why couldn't you have just kept talking? Yeah. Because on the marae, that's the rule. Then all of a sudden, my thinking of what you're doing changes completely. Do you yeah. understand? And yeah. and that's what we should be doing when we don't understand or when we find things offensive. People don't they sometimes do things to be offensive of course they do but a lot of things are done not to be offensive it's through ignorance and lack of knowledge so yeah yeah, yeah. knowledge is key and the question and we'll go back to that but i've just had this question um because you've got questions i've got questions man <laughs> i've got questions i'm still that little maori boy from west going, hang on that doesn't seem right but why do we need to know why do we need to try and travel down this journey of more understanding? I know that's a really dumb question. No such thing as a dumb question. But, you know, a lot of people will go, oh, whatever, I don't care. And that's why we need to know, right? Because yeah. if you don't care, you don't want to change. I don't want to be offensive to people because yeah. if I did something, say you walked in and I didn't stop talking, just say, and that was really important to you, Yeah. then you might sit down in my session, stressed, um, feeling like I'm a bit rude yeah. and you're activating a bit of your red brain, yeah. right? And the more red brain you're activating, the less green brain you've got. Yeah. So if I want to be the best communicator I can be, it is in my best interest to not offend you or yeah. do anything that could be offensive. Yeah. And so I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Um, and, and that's why we should know. Because if I want to communicate, if I want to change this world, if I want to move forwards, well, with if positivity. you want to change this world, that's the thing. If we want to be better, if we want to have better relationships with everybody and and other, that's got to be worth striving for. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't want to do things that make other people feel out of place, or because of their beliefs. You know, sitting on tables. You know, yeah. like that puts someone into a. <gasps> Yeah. red brain sort of a space, well, then why wouldn't I want to know that? So I don't do that yeah. so that we can have – when I lived in Egypt and I, ha, I used to be a tour leader and we'd take a lot of people and sometimes they'd come down with, you know, a short skirt on or their shoulders yeah. um, showing. And I would say, no, I'm not taking you out like that. I would like you to cover your shoulders, yeah. um, you know, put a longer skirt on or shorts on because if you want to engage with the local people – yeah. You stand there with your shoulders showing, they feel offended yeah. and they're going to treat you in yeah. a different way yeah. than if you wear the clothes that show respect. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, oh, I shouldn't have to do their beliefs. Well, actually, you're in a space where if you want to communicate with that person yeah. in a positive way, why not? Yeah, and stop being a dick. <laughs> hey, 
just that as well, but I'm not know, allowed to say that as a tickle eater. But yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm allowed to say it. Well, I'm not allowed to say it, but I've just said it. And, you know, and go into these places and learn. And the yes. example that you set for your children, you know, when you behave in this respectful manner, it's not a matter of cowing down. It's a matter of going, hey, I want to know about this. I want to expand my thinking and all these positive. You don't have to do that. Then don't go. Or don't go into those situations. Actually, I'm not – yeah, that's a bit negative on my part. But, yeah, I just I, – I have some um, – we have this thing with my Pākehā whānau, who I love dearly. If they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they have an issue with Māori, they come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Some of my Māori whānau, when they have an issue with Pākehā, they talk amongst themselves. That's not good, mm. you know. So, if, you know, if, if you have an issue with, with, with Māori or you don't understand a Māori thing, mm. don't sit in that bubble of all our Pākehā bros talking about those Māori and all those Māori bros talking about those Pākehā. You've got to move between those bubbles to make sure that you get a good idea of what's going or how people are thinking, I reckon. Well, not reckon, obviously. I mean, again, <laughs> just with that with that idea of um, the protocol on the marae. Yeah. I, I could have sat there, say I had. I mean, it wasn't a big thing. It's just an example I'm using. But I could have sat there for ages going, why? I would never have worked it out. Yeah. If it had been an issue for me, I would have said to you afterwards, why were you doing that? You would have explained it. We, you, To be culturally respectful, and culture is not just ethnicity, by the way. No. Ethnicity contributes to culture, but culture. There are ways and in, 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 in rituals and um, ways of being within a culture that you might have no idea about. Yeah. And so when you're working with that culture, you need to try and ask people of the culture because yes. you have no idea. I mean, yeah. no idea. So you can't just sit in your bubble like you said and talk. There's a there's a wonderful man, <clears throat> a great New Zealand great New Zealander called Sir James Henry from North, and he was he was of a man before his time um, um, in the war and stuff like that. Just this amazing man. And people got annoyed when people kept coming into the marae and he stopped talking. And he says, no, no, I don't know why these people have come late. I don't know why these the story of bringing them here. But what I have to say is important that they hear it. Mm. So I'll wait for them to come in. We can wait. We're all comfortable. And they get settled and we have these conversations. And I'm never forgetting those rangatira ways of behaving, eh? Mm. Yeah, so, and I'm not, yeah, it, it, it's it's all different, but it's all fun. If, you, if you're in green brain, you go, mm-hmm. wow, that's interesting. I may not agree with it, but that's interesting. So green brain's important. Absolutely. So if someone's done something that offends you, yeah. or if you've done something that offends some, someone else, and I'm not saying you intentionally meant it, no. but they have been offended and that's their space they'll be in highly likely in red brain that's not the time to have a conversation about it yeah so what we'd say is later on hey can I chat to you about what happened what 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 did you feel that way or what was that about or when I did that what did you think and and if we're in green brain and we can look and go oh man sorry I thought you said this no 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 I said that beautiful actually when I do that that makes me feel like this No, no 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 I just walked out because I don't know whatever all of those sorts of things, but yeah, don't try and deal with it in the moment. Yeah, um, just let it go, just let it be, note it down if you need to, and then have a chat later. Or, like you said, go to someone else of the similar culture or same culture and say, "Hey, I did this." Yeah, and the other person seems to take offence. Do you think there's any reason for that? And they might go, "Well, of course, because you said this or you did this," you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. don't try and do it. When you're and, that's, in and, and, and that's that's moving forward as in. in, in in your personal being, 
you're learning all the time. You're, you know, in my opinion, you're, you're just becoming a better person. Absolutely. Yeah. And how can we go forward, especially, I mean, in, in Aotearoa, we are not, you know, one uh, culture. We're an absolute cacophony of um, different people and different ways of being. And if we want to move forward and get to the most amazing place that we can be, it's about getting rid of racism. And it was quite interesting because I think I've con- thought about racism in a different way when you said let's talk about it. And <laughs> I did a little bit of research and stuff. But really everything I've been reading about the word racism is when it is derogatory, when it right. is negative. And I sort of thought, oh, I say racist things um, because I get things wrong, but now I don't believe I do say racist, many racist things, you know, because I don't mean to be... I, I because don't, of your intent. Yeah, my there intent is no never intent. derogatory. But yeah, I yeah. know that I say things that are wrong and I know that I get things wrong. Yeah. And I used to think that I, I would say, oh, I say racist things. But yeah. now my research is looking into it and really it's talking about intentionally derogatory stuff. So I think if that's what we're talking about here, that's what we want to get rid of and understand. Yeah. And that's that's one race believing that they are more important, more powerful, um, more intelligent than another race. Has that happened? (laughs) (laughs) Us fellas, well, what about this? Us Māori boys from up north think we're smarter from than those Māori boys from down the coast. But, but that's in-house humour. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Because um, you've got a couple of quotes here which I, I – I, um, are they quotes? Yeah, it's from um, – so Dr Perry, who we talk about, who's the yeah. neurosequential model You've got of therapeutics. A huge crush on. I've got a huge academic yeah. crush on, yes. But in his book, What Happened to You, he does talk about racism in here. And he talks about racism as a learned set of beliefs about the superiority of a people. So yeah. that's where I was going with that. But he also says our media, our institutions and systems, our communities, all are infused with some elements of bias. Right. So we bring in that word bias there, yes. which is really interesting. And a really fascinating thing about the brain, and, and I know, Peel, you're always really strong in your corridor around not us and them. We yeah. don't want to do us and them. But I am just going to tell you that in our brain, we always us and them. Okay. It's, it's just a and, – and, and we don't have to go with it, but yeah. if we understand what the brain does. So the brain is constantly scanning for safety. This is what we talk about, this yes. neuroception. And one of the most important things that my brain first picks up is, are you of my tribe? Yes. And if you're not, <laughs> yeah. then you're, you're of an enemy. Do you're, you know? you're them. You're, gonna, you're them. Yep. And that's just what our brain that. does, yeah. right? And, and and that's why in red brain, my us and them would activate. Wow! So but that's heightened. So the so the so the us or the me is heightened, right? Because mm-hmm. of that red brain condition. Mm, absolutely. Do you yeah. see? So, yeah. whereas if I'm in green brain and I meet someone who looks completely different to anyone I've ever met. I will still have a little bit of a physical reaction. I'll probably feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, say a really, really tall person who, you know, like a whoa, they're towering over me. I'll feel a little bit uncomfortable. That's not normal. That doesn't fit into my us. Yeah. But hopefully if I'm in green brain, I can sit in that space, look and go, actually, shall I have a corridor? Shall I do yep. You know, can I learn about this person? Can I watch? Oh, actually, and then we, I'll put them into my us right. box. Do you see what that I mean? That makes sense. I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, but we do have a natural us and them. But that us and them is started, and they believe by the age of one, um, certainly by 18 months, our, our babies are able to recognise faces, 
people that they've met, you know, like not that they've nat- naturally met, but people who look like people they've met. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So we're already categorising by 18 months who's us and who's them, and it's one of the more powerful parts of our categorisation. So who are our kids being exposed to around, who especially in the early years, and in yeah. which way? In a safe way or an unsafe way? Yeah. Because our us is made up of people we've met and we really like, and, and we're the, comfortable with, yes, we're comfortable. sorry. No, no, really no, no, like absolutely, yeah, 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 we're comfortable with. The them is anyone we haven't met. And we can add them over into the us, but also the them could be specifically developed by people being dangerous, right. angry. You know, so we can categorise them as them, and it's very hard to bring that one over into the us. Do you see what I mean? If right. I've met someone, you know, who looks like this and they were really, really horrible to me, and really scary, especially when I was young, it'd be very hard to bring them over into the us. But if it's someone I've never met, that tall person, I chat to them for a bit, boom, they're yeah, in the us Yeah, you find some group. common ground. Yes. But also how that them has been portrayed through media, through mm-hmm. previous experiences, um, and whether or not that information is actually correct, Absolutely. that's going to determine whether they stay them or they become us, right? Or the journey between them and us is 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 a tougher journey. Very, very, especially the more information. And I had a bit of an example. So when I was living in England, I got offered a job. I worked for a tour company. And so they said, oh, we're going to send you to Egypt, Catherine. Right. (laughs) And this is me. uh, I was about 23 at the time. Only really been influenced by my New Zealand, you know, information. Park your farm girl. (laughs) Yeah, farm girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so my knowledge of Muslim men, so Egyptian Muslim men, was that they will – be disrespectful, yep. that they will treat me inferior, yep. um, that I'll get in trouble probably because of what I'm going to say and do. So I actually said to the tour company, please don't send me to Egypt. I don't want to go there. And they said, well, sorry, we've already put you on the <laughs> yeah. training trip. Do your you're job. going there. right? <laughs> so you're going. And I'm so pleased about that. I'm so pleased because this was a template, a, a, a belief system that I'd been taught through media. Through I've never met. I'd never, ever met a, a Muslim man who had ever been mean to me or horrible to yeah. me. Do you see? It was all portrayed through media and movies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Got to Egypt. I can say now that some of my very, very, very dear friends, um, Muslim men and Coptic um, Christian um, men from Egypt and women, um, I have huge respect for them. I have been respected by them to the ends of the earth. Um, there's, wow. Yep. And, and, and it 100% flipped my thought process around them. So I was racist against them due to all my beliefs, never having met it. There was no evidence. And luckily I was made to go there and I met these people in the flesh and 100% different. I'm not saying all. I mean, not all New Zealand people are lovely, but the people I met, 100% respect, care. Um, As a female, I I never carried my own bags and stuff, whereas in New Zealand I always did. I'm tough enough. They said, no, Catherine, you are the protected. You reproduce. So yeah. you are the one that we have to look after They're the just most. so Māori. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. So from my Pākehā side, it was like this massive um, change. So why I'm saying that is because we need to, to ask, where's your evidence? I had zero evidence. Right. Zero. It was from media, from movies, from, you know, all of this sort of stuff, some people talking, and there was zero evidence. Yeah, I believed it, and I believed it enough that I was not going to go to that country yeah. 
um, because I had, you know, like that's that's racist. Yeah. That's racism. Yeah. Um, believing in something. So please ask. Where's your evidence? Yeah. It's funny, you know, because it, it, it rocks me as a, as a Māori and as a humorist, I suppose, and um, and as an entertainer. But um, when I saw the Stuff apology for years and years, this is the Herald and stuff, when they actually apologised a few years ago for, for the racist portrayal of Māori, I thought, wow, that's really beautiful that they've apologised. But, man, how do you quantify that damage for me as a Māori, for mm-hmm. my kids as a Māori? Um, how does that change their journey through life? Because that information that has been given out by our partners, our treaty partners, mm-hmm. is totally incorrect, you know. And it really, I, I really felt sad and I thought about, just imagine if you were a huge corporate company, like, um, you know, a massive drink company like Coca-Cola and something, and somebody was um, portraying your brand in a negative light for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that do to that brand? And what has that done for my brand as a very proud Māori New Zealander? And that sort of stuff rocks the boat. So I'm really interested in um, creating an environment where it is an us and we are learning from us to move on from that stuff. 100%. And, I, and we're definitely starting that oh, journey. totally. Um, and I've noticed I've been doing conferences, as you would have, for many, many years, um, 20 years now. And I still remember when I first started with Brainwave as well, we used to have this real big conversation about do we say statistics in conferences? And I promise you, when I first started conferences, almost every conference, at least one speaker would stand up and rattle off statistics yeah. about Māori risk. Yeah. You know, risk of this, risk of that. And now... I don't think I've heard that for a very long time. Yeah. And every time those statistics were rattled off, the people in the audience who were Māori were saying, oh, that's me. Oh, well, then I'm going to more likely end up at, you know, and yeah, that yeah. internalisation yeah. of, of that thought process, and that's changing. Yeah. Um, ups to come and Parihi for the for the stuff apology too. I went to uni with her, pretty amazing. Oh, she wow. was one of the main instigators of that, which is, yeah. and she said she was going to do it at uni. She said, I'm going to become a, a journalist. Time, yeah, so hey, she got that, she's amazing. Um, but she, you know, she had that belief and that moving of that concept. But what I think we also need to do is check that subtleness of what we do. Yeah. Because we often say things still, and I was trying to think of examples and I couldn't pull up an, an absolute example. I've got heaps of them. <laughs> right. I mean, Not of you. But. No, no, no. But yeah, so, oh, but it would be okay if, you know, like, and there's all that sort of, and we call them microaggressions. And I think we're doing quite well with the macro aggressions. Right. We are getting better because yeah, we, no, we are sort of exposing. Yeah, but it's a lot of that micro aggression, the stuff that we just don't even realise. I don't realise. Um, I did it. That's a good example. So I was doing a session, this was a couple of years ago, and I was talking about me as a young kid and getting attention. And I said, but I was little and blonde, so of course I got attention or something like that. Do you right, see what I mean? Right, and it was right, just, right. and I just said that. And basically I was saying because I was blonde, yeah, I was good. Do you see what I mean? Like, yes, and I said, yes. and I said, and it wasn't till I was flying home on the plane and I went, oh my goodness, yeah, that was so. You know, that was me. That was a microaggression. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't realised, you know, and I would have absolutely pointed it out if I had noticed it while I was in that space. Do you know what I mean? So I And I do it, and I know I still do them, but yeah. I try and reflect on what I do, and I think, okay, don't say that again because I was portraying 
blonde as good. The ideal. Yes. Yeah. Do you see? And so, and I said, well, of course, everybody liked me because I was um, blonde. Yeah. Do you know? And and I said that. And and you well, know, you were portraying what's always been portrayed. Yes, but I should, and, and I've got to notice that. And the only, like you said, that why do we need to know this stuff? Because I need to reflect on that and go actually. There were people in the audience yeah. that that would have, and they might not have even noticed it, but that would have been a moment yeah. for them to just solidify that what we've always said. You know, yeah. like, it, and it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Do you see? And so I just think that's those things that we need to be pulling up and, yeah. and mentioning yeah. um, because I would like people to pull me up if I say things like yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't mean to. But they are still microaggressions, it's just, and it's embedded yeah, it's in our society. <laughs> eh? It's embedded. It's in our DNA. Yeah. And you know, um, I, I want to make a little bit of a shift here. Um, you know, I've had a lot of years working around the comedy scene and sketch comedy and stuff like that. And comedy, mm. comedy. You know, what is the? You know, we all have a laugh because we're all one people. And where did I get my bag? And I pinched it, and all the rest of it. But comedy is, 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 it can be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. can be really dangerous. I was, um, I may have said the story too bad, we'll have to cut it out. But <laughs> I remember I had to sign for some, my credit card, I had to sign for a couple of bottles of Oyster Bay, actually, because you know me, I like my Oyster Bay. Oyster Bay? Yeah, yeah typical Māori boy from up north. <laughs> and the pen didn't work and this beautiful young, young Pākehā lady said, oh, uh, that's a Māori pen, it doesn't work. And I went, wow, where wow. did you get that mm. from? From mm. In my house, my father was never home because he worked his butt off. Where did you yeah, get yeah, that yeah, yeah. that we don't work? You know, I've worked all my life, you know, and where do you get that? Oh, but that's meant to be funny. If it's funny, it doesn't matter or it matters all it right. It matters 100%. Because there's in-house humour and there's out-house humour. Where, not out-house in toilet humour, but... Outhouse humour where we can impact people's views by having a laugh about other people, about Islanders, about the Irish or whatever those, you know, whatever. But what is the byproduct of us having a laugh about those other people, eh? Yeah, but, but that's, again, isn't that massive? And if you'd, if you'd stopped and said to her, so how many Māori do you know? Yeah. And... Do you know if they work or not? Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. I bet you if you had asked her, where's her evidence? So, oh, whatever, mate, it was just a joke. Yeah, well, hang not, on, bro, okay. it hurt me, brother. Yeah, <laughs> and, and where's your evidence? Yeah. Where's your evidence? Yeah. Because there is no evidence around yeah. this stuff, but it, it, it perpetuates it, doesn't it? And, and we've talked about myelination before. And in the brain, when our cells connect together, they connect through sort of little roads. And the more we myelinate, it's like putting asphalt down. So you go from a dirt road to a motorway. Right. So the more often that's myelinated. I understand that now. You had to use the dirt road thing, didn't you? But I totally understand it. <laughs> and it's and by it's the way, when smooth. I say motorway, it's not the Auckland motorway. It's a clear motorway. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. See, that's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Racist against Aucklanders. Yeah. Um, but do you see, like, so it's it, – but the more. But even that – Say you hadn't even realised it. Say she said, oh, the pen and it doesn't work and, you know, and you didn't really internalise it and because you could internalise it and think about it, you almost cut that off. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But if you hadn't and you just internalised it, you're a young person working, Yeah. you would have gone, oh, Māori don't work. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. And someone else listening to me as a Pākehā hearing, oh, yeah, Māori don't work. And yeah. that's just another layer yeah. on that. And that can happen. And, by the way, when we laugh, we myelinate faster. So humour's actually probably worse to myelinate those negative things. Yeah. 
Um, but do you see the more we hear it, and it's just subtle, and it's subtle, and it's subtle, and we go, oh, it doesn't matter. It was just a joke. It but was it's just layer, 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 layer. It's layer. an actual physical layer in our brain that then makes people think that. Yeah. And either think it of yourself or think it of somebody else. And that was that whole idea of that Egyptian space, as I had just been layered and layered and layered, and I didn't even ask where that came from. Do you okay. see what I mean? Okay, I've got a curly one for you, kid. Uh-oh. I'm gonna get yeah, oh, you. Oh, you just see his face. You just see his face. I'm yeah, worried. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm putting a hangi down, mm-hmm. okay, and I've got my two best Parker bros that mm-hmm. I went to. Well, I didn't go to kindy actually, but I went to primary school with. These guys were doing. We're doing. And my Maori bro, and we're spitting all these jokes around, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, those jokes like that. I find that quite fine, and I quite I find it uncomfortable because my peers know the real story. Does that make sense to you? So you're okay with those sorts of jokes going in between you and your mates? Yeah. Do you know that your mates respect you? Yes, love me. Right. Yeah. And and as my, oh, we can all have fun and we can all oh, say we things have and we to have fun. we have to have fun yeah. right but as long as when you're out and about they're not doing it to people no. who aren't aware do you see no. what I mean yes. but within you guys it's in the house yes and you're not you're not feeling offended by that it's not layering down any negative thoughts for you about no. yourself and them about themselves them. yeah do you know like all of those sorts of things we've got to we've got to get away from the fact that you're not allowed to say anything that could offend me. You can say things that might be slightly offensive to me and my green brain should then question you. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yep. Like, oh, you shouldn't say that, you're not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do that. Actually, I'm all for saying things yeah. or, or, or questioning it. But then you have the right to say, Catherine, why did you say that? Yeah. Where, where did that come from? But if you and I are mates and we'd say something like that and it gets a laugh and it's having a bit of a, you know, space around the hangi, then that's... You think about what that's doing to your brain. Is it making you feel bad? Is it making you feel no, worse opposite. about yourself? Is it making them feel worse about themselves? No. Yeah. So do you see? So yeah, there's no, that I sort of space. And I and I agree with it. Yeah. Because you know, um, within within your whānau, within you know, and whānau is about re- relationships for me, not just mm-hmm. about blood. We feel safe enough, and there's enough aroha for each other to have that interaction where nobody's going to get hurt. That's right. But in that space, and I suppose that brings us into this influence on the next generation, is what I'd want to be careful of, and I know I'm going to sound a little bit, you know, but be careful of the kids in the space. Do you see what I mean? If yeah. there was kids in the space at that time and they were hearing that and you were, you know, putting Pākehā down and Pākehā were putting Māori down and it's, ah, oh, that's funny, but if the kids heard that, yeah. there's a difference there. Do you see yeah. what I mean? So who's around, who's listening? And it's this the really subtle things, our behaviours that influence our children's behaviour. Yeah. And we can say, oh, be really kind, be really nice to people. Yeah. Um, but then as we're walking along the street, don't move out of the way of somebody. And the kids will pick that up more. They'll yeah. internalise your actual modelling and behaviours more. So we do need to be a bit careful about those sorts of things on influential people. Yeah. But so, we've got to have yeah. fun. Oh, we've got to have yes. fun. We've got to build yes. strong relationships so we can have fun mm. and say things that create warmth and laughter but not, um, you know, I've never, well, I can say that. I don't want to stand on people to get a laugh, mm. you know, um, but shoulder to shoulder we can have a laugh together. That's Absolutely. really important. There's not much in comedy that you could do if you couldn't do anything, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. And, and, and it's okay and that's what we do as long as it's, Equalised and it's yeah. not. Um, and your audience people, yeah. understands. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, 
and and I guess it comes back to that word if we're talking about racism being something that intentionally makes another culture feel small. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what you're doing isn't intentionally no. doing making someone feel lesser or less um, superior and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you're obviously absolutely, like you said, love your mates, care about your mates, respect your mates, so you all know you're on that same yeah. platform. So yeah, that's yeah. not doing that. Whereas if there was someone else in the room who was of a culture that was a bit more vulnerable and you were laughing about them, then that's not okay. Do you see? So, yeah. and, and even then that person hopefully would be able to come to you and say, I found that, you know, yeah. I'd prefer you don't or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I found that a bit prickly, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. And, and if those people matter, you're going to have a real neat conversation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 all about balance. Eh? It's all about balance, but it's also about recognizing that we need to talk to each other. If someone says something or does something that we don't agree with, why don't we why don't we approach them and talk to them? Yeah, you know, instead of just going behind their back and going, oh, they said this and they said that, we'll go and chat to them. Yeah, or get someone else to chat to them or try and understand where they're coming from. Um, that's how we move forward. Yeah, where's your evidence and how can we, you know, change that? I'm st- I'm still staying on. Topic, Catherine, but something that, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a change. A, that's a change. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but I'm really getting into the habit of, of of asking this question in my mind. When I see somebody, quite often it's normal to make a judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see mm-hmm. somebody based on appearance, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who I think, oh, man, get a job, bro, or whatever. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. Instead of what's your problem, I'm really getting into the habit of saying, oh, gee, I wonder what your story is. What's nice. your story, eh? And then that removes that 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 sort of uh, the visual thing that goes click, 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 and click in my brain and say, oh, this guy's – you know, I remember one time I was with these young fellas and we were um, – it was years ago and one of these young fellas says, oh, look at that old loser on that park bench. You know, what a loser, you know, and I'm going – you know, bro, that fella could have fought in the Second World War so you and I can drive around in this van. Mm. Could have been in the trenches, bro. He could have, whatever. We don't know his story. So for me to try and be even a better communicator is to try and ask myself, oh, what's this story? Why is that guy angry? Why is why why do I not connect with this person? Mm. I've even challenged myself. I've met people through my life where I thought, man, we got nothing in common. So it's so easy to walk away mm-hmm. But I go, okay, I'm going to find some common ground with you, bro. And, you know, um, I think it's a better way to exist. Ah, well, we can't move forward without that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. But when we do the brain stuff around that, that's exactly the same stuff as I was talking about, that neuroception scanning. We, we, We have to keep ourselves safe and our offspring safe, right? Right. So it's an instant decision when we meet someone, are they safe or are they dangerous? Yeah. And we go on our preconceived knowledges and stuff like that. And if someone looks, you know, different or unusual or all that sort of stuff, we will instantly have a sense of fear or worry, you know? Mm. Like, so when you look at someone, you go, oh, that, then we can be worried. But that, that again, in my red brain, I could run away. Yeah. Like you said, disengage. But can we ask the question and and go forward and get to know this person? So Nobody should judge themselves for being biased, for being, yes, um, you know, having preconceptions, having um, all of those stereotypes. I have them. You have them. Yeah. They're part of our brain. They, they have to be because they have to inform us of people who are safe and not safe. But what we've got to do is try and stop, breathe, get to our green brain and ask ourselves, is this actually someone who's dangerous? Yeah. Or is this because I don't know this person? Do you see what I mean? And that's what you're saying. Cross that boundary and go, actually, 
it's just my bias that's saying this. Let's talk to them for a little bit and see if we can get to know them. And do they fit that bias or not? And they might, they might not, you, you know? You know what? You know what, though? I've been doing a lot of that over the for quite some years. It just enriches your life. Yes. It does, eh, to find out about these different people, to celebrate diversity. Mm. You know, it just enriches your life. And I think it makes you smarter. Have you noticed I'm I've noticed getting, you, hey, I was going to say. I'm getting a it's bit definitely smarter. This is definitely yeah, what's yeah, happening. I'm a smart guy. <laughs> Yeah, but but do you see where if we talk about this racism thing, that's exactly what you're saying. It's from what we've heard, felt, seen through our lives, and so we are influenced. We are influenced by what our, the parents and the other yeah. people around us have thought and felt. We're also actually at the moment hugely influenced by online media, and so what could happen is we could be watching someone else play a game. Yeah, and what we see on there is a very common person, what they look like, killing. Right someone who looks like that, and we oh. get points for killing people oh, who look like that. Oh, I don't know like those that. games. I'm so old. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's some very clear differences between goodies and baddies on some of these games. Yeah. And when you think about that, they can influence our racism and influence who we think are the goodies and who are the baddies yeah. and our us's and our thems. Yeah. And our little toddlers are in homes where parents or adolescents are playing these games and they're watching and they're internalising wow. this stuff. Yeah, so you're right. you've, us you've... and them can come from that, which yeah. I find quite scary because they're quite um, powerful influences on us and them. It's been that. there for years, Cowboys and Indians. Right, it's yes. It's always the Cowboys, the but good But it used fellas. to be the Russians and then it was the yeah, A yeah. and then it was the Asians and then it was, you know, so we're going through all these different changes and we go, oh, they're the baddies, you know. Yeah. Um, but now imagine playing that game. That's just when we watched a movie, you know? Yeah. And uh, the Cowboys and Indians movie. But now we are playing these games hour after hour after hour. Yeah. And those layers are laying down faster and faster and faster about who's us and who's them. Yeah. So we do need to be really aware of racism stemming from online media um, and, and all of that really subtle stuff. And even the stuff about body shape or... yeah. Colour yeah. and, you know, all those sorts of things, that's all influenced um, by what we're seeing again and again and again. It's those subtle laying downs of those layers that say this is good and that is bad. This is right, that is wrong. And it's just really quite scary. And it's big, eh? It's big. It's big. The world coming in. You know, life was so much simpler when I was a kid. But we were still doing cowboys and Indians. I always wanted to be an Indian, eh? And we won in our neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... I just want to get back to the point, though, that we're going to be teaching history mm. in this country next year. And I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about it for all our kids, Parker kids, the whole, the whole lot of them. Because I think when I ask a question, what's your story, the story of this country is going to be clearer. Mm. And I really believe it's going to create better relationships and empathy within us as a country in Aotearoa, I think. And I've got a lot of faith in our young people, so the information that they're going to get is uh, probably more to the point. Oh, 100%. And I watch my kids coming through their schooling. I mean, first of all, just all the tikanga that's in the um, primaries, the you know, early childhood and the primaries and stuff, just their, their, their language coming through was so much more than I'd ever yeah. been exposed to. And then they'd come home and tell me about some of the things they learned. We went down, went down to Dunedin and Morgan's like telling me about, you know, the, the um, walls that were built and yeah. um, Kuwaiti, you know, down yeah. all the, the jails. The jails and all that sort of stuff. I 
knew none of that. Yeah. I know about the Holocaust. I know about yeah, it. Yeah. But I don't know. I am learning. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about that. And that's wrong. That's yeah. wrong because all I knew was what my – and I'm not blaming my parents. This is what my parents thought. You oh, you got what the, yep, was there oh, to get. Bloody, you know, rah, rah, yeah, yeah, taking, yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. That instead of now when my kids tell me their stories and I'm learning all this stuff and I was going to um, uh, up to Taranaki, so I was learning all of the history of that, that's, that, uh, that's making a difference to me. I was already on that journey but it's making a difference to me even more. So, yes, 100%. Yeah, if yeah. we can understand and hear those stories, that's reducing the likelihood of racism, yeah. of because belief. Because we're of, understanding yeah. stories. And the other thing, um, you know, I've been in situations where we've lis- listened to speakers talk about our history, and my Pākehā whānau have felt really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they've gone, and I said, no, 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 you haven't got time to feel bad. We're in this together. <laughs> Stuff happens in history, but we don't want to sweep it under the carpet. No. And that stuff contributes to our relationship, um, uh, good or bad. And um, uh, don't worry about that. Let's move forward together. And I just have so much faith in our younger ones. Oh, not all our younger ones. A lot of our people, are, uh, our world is, beca- is, is, is being demystified. And I think it's really good for our country. Oh, 100%. And it is, it is young. I mean, I can... I can think this way, but I naturally might think the, f- the way I grew up and I have to change it to think. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when I see my kids, sometimes they'll say things and it's natural to them to just think in a way that's incredibly inclusive. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So whereas my my nature was to think us and them, yep, because yep. that's how I grew up. Yep. Not massively, but do you know what I mean? And now I go, no, 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 that's not right, Catherine. Do you know? So there's a yeah, difference, yeah. and there's going to be this massive difference for our kids coming through who are just learning this stuff, integrated with it, being in that space. And, and I 100% feel a different um, process towards the future. And yeah. what's the benefit? Well, us living together in a space where we don't believe one person is more valuable than another, yeah. um, that we all have our own, based on who we are, not because of our race or our culture or anything, yeah. because who I am, what do I contribute? Yeah. Um, and, and meet me as a person, not as uh, ethnicity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's also another byproduct, and I want to touch on this. We're running out of time. The byproduct is it gives us economic strength too. It really does. This now, is appeal, Mr. Yeah, yeah. But there's another thing. I, I need your help now. That was my moment. <laughs> the other thing is people say, well, what's the use in learning Maori, mate? And what's the use in, you know, and because all my kids learn – and a bit of Croatian because, you know, mum's from the mafia. No, she's not. And apparently there's something in your brain, okay, that if you learn another language, any language, tell me about that. Okay, so just really quickly, you're absolutely right. First of all, learning a language brings you into the culture of that. So that's a massive in itself. But in our brain we've got 86 billion cells when we're born and some of them are language cells. And if you activate that language cell, it stays alive. So the sounds that you activate in that language, the way you put things together, like I listened to my daughter, she learned French and now she's doing Te Māori at um, university. She says, oh, the structure of that and the this of that and the sound of that. And do you see she's got those basises. So learning Te Reo Māori now, she is, it's, it's easier for her because... She's already done her French and, you know, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's building blocks. So the more cells we've kept alive, the more likely you're going to get 
the sounds right and the patterns right. Do you see what I mean? And it's going to make you smarter. Yeah, and learning languages in the first few years is significantly easier than learning later. So if we can get two or three languages into our kids, um, it, it, yeah, like I said, no matter what language, yeah. it puts those building blocks easier for later on. Yeah. But how beautiful was it? I, I love sitting, especially in airports and on planes, and listening now to how many people yeah. are speaking Māori around, and I love it. And I don't know enough to – I can pick up enough, you know, I hear, hear a little bit. But then my daughter was doing an assessment and I watched her and she was just the fluency. And I was just, it's it's beautiful and yeah, it's yeah. amazing and, and just so cool. And I love the fact that our kids are being exposed so much more now. And we're not shoving it down people's throats. It really saddens me when I see those signs as all that Maori stuff being shoved down my throat and you've got people on TV. You know, um, it saddens me that that would frighten you so much. And it saddens me that... You, people can think that they can deny somebody, anybody who lives in this land, the language of this land. Absolutely. That's not healthy. It's not. That's I know know we're going over time, but I so love this point, so I'm going to say it. I have got someone in my whanau who said exactly that. Oh, this language on the radio. It wasn't me. It wasn't you, no. (laughs) In my direct whanau, so Pākehā, growing up Pākehā, influenced all the way through Pākehā. All this, you know, Māori on the radio. And do you know what they said? It makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. And I was like, boom, how do you think? <laughs> <laughs> then if we go back, you know, and how do you think Marty felt when, you know, the when whole language was taken stop. away? Yeah. And I, you know, that yeah, was yeah. the answer to me. But I loved it. I loved it. And I was like, that's the key. They felt uncomfortable. And because I come from the um, space where I've never had to feel uncomfortable. I've never felt, you know, obviously I've had times, but not in a not in a big sense. And Morgan went for a job recently and it was really cute because she didn't get it because she wasn't Māori or Pacifica and she right. came back laughing. But because she's never had that continuously going, she could laugh and she goes, oh, my goodness, I didn't get it because it wasn't, you know, like yeah. I wasn't the right ethnicity. But she can laugh because she's had that positivity or life. Do you see what I mean? But yeah. what I'm saying is she could have been really offended um, and that's what this other person in my whanau would have been really offended because we've never experienced feeling uncomfortable, yeah. feeling of the lesser, right. you know, of that space where we are not the dominant. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And what I see from all these comments coming through is it's the people who are used to feeling dominant and have never felt, you know, less dominant, I've got other people who are better than me and I can't understand that language so there's something wrong with me. And when you feel that and you've never felt that, that's a really uncomfortable space, right? Whereas when I hear it, I go, oh, I don't understand, I should learn. If I'm not going to learn, then that's my fault that I don't know and I sit in an okay space with that. But I think it's beautiful because it's putting those people nowhere near the same space but in a little bit of the same position that Māori have been in with language for decades. You know what? On that note, mm-hmm. we're going to conclude. What an awesome, awesome, thank you so much. Uh, this space is, um, fills my wairua about being honest and about talking about prickly things that aren't kinna. So you, Catherine Burkett, you're a star. Kilda. And so are you, people. Thank you. Thank you.